0: A prayerless life is a self-dependent life. Mm -hmm. A prayerless life is a proud life. So one of the ways we can sort of gauge how we're doing in the realm of humility is, am I praying? From Walking
1: in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast. Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, Pastor, our next question has to do with prayer life. Anybody who's listened to you in this podcast setting or maybe in sermons uh, hear, or, or maybe personal counseling will hear you sometimes say um, that we should be laboring in our prayer closet. That's mm. an interesting phrase you use uh, really somewhat often. And, and we had a question that said, what well, comes to, to, to mind when they hear you say this is a kind of monastic stepping away from daily life to devote mm. the substantial amount of time of your, of your day to prayer. So whether or not that's correct, you know the assumption makes this person they say it makes them think like they don't know much about the real work of prayer mm. in your own life so what does it really look like practically to labor in prayer what are the practical steps to foster an effective prayer life yeah
0: it, that's a good illustration of uh, of the fact that we don't realize sometimes what we talk about a lot because i, I don't i don't think about using that that phrase a lot mm. but but i must so several thoughts come to mind. First of all, there's probably nothing harder, uh, more difficult in our Christian life than prayer. For my own life, it's, it's the most difficult aspect of the Christian life for me. It's something that I fight every day to, to make a discipline because it's, it's difficult. And I think when you, I'm gonna paraphrase Martin Lloyd-Jones here because I don't know that he said this exactly, but having read a lot of Lloyd-Jones, he talked about this a lot, the difficulty of prayer, and that if someone has never known the difficulty of prayer, then they probably don't know what prayer is. And when you talk about things that are difficult, one reason for that would be spiritual warfare. I mean, if, if we find something difficult to do, the flesh doesn't like it, and two, uh, the devil probably doesn't mm-hmm. like it. And so prayer is one of those things. So there is a work aspect to prayer. I, I think about Colossians 4, verse 12, when, when Paul describes Epaphras, and he says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. Struggling there is a form of the word agonizomai. It's, it's to agonize, it's, it's, uh, it's to labor. So this, this man knew a kind of laboring over his brothers and sisters for their spiritual maturity in prayer. So I would say that that there is a work aspect to it. However, prayer is is not something where just time devoted to it pleases God. You you just go, okay, if I just pray long prayers, if I just spend more time in prayer, then that would represent what would please God. In fact, Jesus warned about people who, who prayed these long prayers to be seen by men I think it's in Mark 12 that he talks about that. So if we think of trying to please God by, by greater effort, by more time, just in terms of time, I think we're on the wrong track. There's a sense in which prayer ought to be spontaneous. What is it? It's communication with our God. It's, it is from our heart to him. It is a discipline, but it's a relational discipline. Mm-hmm. It's not something without fellowship, without relationship. So prayer expresses love and devotion to God and to, uh, on behalf of the people we're praying for. It expresses our sense of need and dependence. It expresses faith. God promises that he hears our prayers and that he answers them. Mm-hmm. Think about Matthew chapter six, we're told to pray in secret. And the Bible says God will reward that. Mm -hmm. So private prayer results in open reward. Mm -hmm. I mean, knowing these things, if I believe these things, why would I not devote time to prayer? So Mm -hmm. what what I never want to do personally, Josh, is I'm uh, discipling people or helping them grow in the Christian life. I I don't want them to think in terms of prescribed times Mm -hmm. as much as I want them to think about, what that spiritual discipline is as God describes it in his word and the kind of motivation that should move us to that based on what God promises and teaches us in his word regarding that discipline. Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage people to think about what prayer is, what it expresses, what what promises God has given with respect to prayer, your own need. God hears this. Do you know that you need God's help in, in all these areas where you can go to him in prayer, whether it's someone else's spiritual condition, or it's the issues you're gonna to face today in your life, or it's your own spiritual maturity and growth, or it's someone else's spiritual maturity and growth. If it's evangelism, if it's family life, and your children, your, your, your marriage, if it's the ministry of the church, I mean, there's so many things where prayer is needed. I think if we concentrate on the need, our neediness, God's promises, I think will be moved to pray. And yet, I, I, at the same time, I recognize it can be difficult. And mm-hmm. so I've got to discipline myself yeah.
1: for that. Mm-hmm. In what sense is the, you know, when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, pray in secret, is that different, or maybe the same, as uh, praying without ceasing, which Paul says later? Yeah, praying without ceasing is, is more of ongoing
0: conversation throughout a day, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no one just prays 24 seven, but the idea is, I'm always I'm living my life in in a in a condition in which prayer is is able to be practiced. Mm-hmm. I'm living my life mindful of God. I'm living my life mindful of the spiritual needs around me. There's an ongoing conversation taking place in my heart, in my mind, between myself and the Lord. That's that's praying without ceasing. Yeah, I think there is a sense in which we also need. We see this in the life of our Savior when mm-hmm. he would pull away from him, yes. from everything, right. from his disciples, everything, and spend. Right and sometimes entire nights in prayer to His Father. So there is that, that other kind of prayer where we pull aside and we devote ourselves to, to the spiritual discipline of prayer. That's needed for our, for our own. You know, prayer doesn't change the mind of God, but God has chosen to work through the means of prayer. So prayer matters and it mm-hmm. changes things, but prayer changes us. So we need those times of, of devotion where we meditate on the scriptures, and we're praying according to the will of God, which means we're praying prayers that are in accordance with scripture. And as we do that, not only does God work through prayer and things change, but we change. As we're living our, our, uh, you know, that moment of our life in, a, in an attitude of meditation on scripture and devotion to God, our lives are changed. Mm. So we do, we need both. We need that ongoing conversation with the Lord, mm. but we also need those, those private devoted times of prayer
1: that change us and change situations. You mentioned prayer being a spiritual discipline and, um, and then in light of what Jesus says about you know, shutting your door, or going into your closet, do you think that there should be built into our lives as Christians, completely devoted to the Lord, built into our lives a kind of morning and evening or maybe a specific mm. time where we've devoted, okay, it's a spiritual discipline, I've devoted the first thing in the morning, whatever, right before I go to bed, to prayer? Do I do think,
0: think it's a good thing to begin your day with prayer. It sets the trajectory for everything else in that day. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to end your day with mm-hmm. prayer. There's no better way to go to sleep than to go to sleep praying, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To, to make that be the last thing that takes place before you close your eyes mm-hmm. for the day, to commune with, with our God. I think it's important to take times to pray right before special situations. Mm-hmm. You're about to counsel with someone. Do do Mm -hmm. you need the Lord in that situation? Mm -hmm. You're about to preach a sermon. Uh, Do Mm -hmm. you need the Lord in that situation? You're about to encounter a difficult conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. Do you need the Lord in that situation? So just just that constant awareness of our neediness Mm -hmm. that without Christ, as our Lord told us, we can do nothing. Mm -hmm. If we're mindful of that, we will pray. Mm -hmm. A prayerless life is a self-dependent life. Mm -hmm. A prayerless life is a proud life. So one of the ways we can sort of gauge how we're doing in the realm of humility is, am I praying? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not praying, then who am I depending on? Mm-hmm. I'm depending on myself. Mm-hmm. I've got this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I must have it. Right. And that's, that's a dangerous attitude.
1: Yeah, last thing. So in what way does um, prayer acknowledge God's sovereignty over all things? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, if, if I'm praying, then <laughs>
0: who am I depending upon? to work in this situation. Mm-hmm. Who do I believe has the ability to work in this situation? You and I are both Calvinists. If, if we acquiesce to that, to that descriptive term, we're Cal- we believe in the sovereignty of God and salvation. We, we've joked before everyone is a Calvinist in their prayer closet, okay, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because if we desire for someone to be saved, what do we do? Mm-hmm. We ask God to save them. So he's the one who's doing the saving and we're asking him to do it, which means he's sovereign over that over that need. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true of everything in life. Mm-hmm. What is there that God is not sovereign over? And so as we pray about these things, what we're acknowledging is, Lord, you are just that, you are Lord over over everything that you have made. Mm-hmm. There's nothing too difficult for you. Now, we we pray submissively. Mm-hmm. We, we know God's prescriptive will as re- reflected in scripture. We don't know all of God's secret will, we might say, the the Mm. will expressed in His decrees, what He is determined to do from before time. We don't know all of that. And so we have to pray submitting our will to His and being content with and satisfied with whatever He deems best. Mm. So we we pray submissively, whether it's someone sick and we want them to get better or someone is lost and we want them to be saved. We, We pray
1: asking God to do the things that we desire but submitting to His will. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported, so if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingandgrace.org.